Hello deities and welcome. This is the voice of Goddess Latoya and you are listening to Goddess Botanica, the podcast series. Is it me or has time literally just gone on extra speed mode? I mean, I know that the saying is time flies, especially when you're having fun. But I think whether you're having fun or not, Time has literally mash X'd. I mean X'd X. <laughs> right? Mash gas on the highway. And has sped off. Because while I'm away, we had some short days for the year. I think the shortest day ever was sometime July or August. I mean, time flies so fast. Like, it could have even been in June. Who knows? <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not one to kind of keep those... Uh, things on record and to be able to come and talk about it like that but we had like a couple short days this year and the shortest day went not too long ago and I feel like outside of that specific day it's just like every every day that passed I can't believe it's already you know a new week or when it's weekend i can't even believe we've already hit the weekend mark i mean summer has literally come and gone or as the kids say java and you all know how i feel about the java talk and we're now in fall or entering fall and you know halloween and all these different holidays like locally we have all saints and all souls um which isn't really a holiday but it's a day we acknowledge you know, to to kind of give tribute to the loved ones that aren't here with us in their resting places. And um, then we have, oh, I'm speeding. So we're still in September. We have Republic Day. We have, a, listen, time, time has me confused, okay? <laughs> it really has me confused. Forgive me, deities. I just can't believe that we are at this point of 2022 when not too long ago we were now ushering in 2022 um and 2023 is already there and it's it's crazy i mean to me it was only yesterday we had the second episode of the new season and i was explaining to you all about you know what freedom means because my country celebrated independence day right it's diamond jubilee and i don't know why but today i was like wait how long now have i released a podcast episode and as always when i sift through the ones i pre-recorded in my absence i wasn't really satisfied with it um the energy wasn't right so i said oh hell let me record a new one and i was speaking to one of my best friends miss laquisia we were having a little blag and I said you know what let me record something right um so that at least by tomorrow or today because it's already midnight it's already what is it September 6th it's already Tuesday in the new week of September right first of all welcome to September um guys it's it's giving it's giving time is going extra fast that's the conclusion and um 
I'm, I'm really trying to wrap my head around it <laughs> but we're here and we literally see all the cliche things are true including time not waiting on anybody and so that's why you literally have to do what you have to do deities and you can't afford to wait I have no problem with this vocalist I love her very much right Miss Timilady Miss Thames right she she sang a song called I'll wait for you beautiful love song but in this instance you can't really afford to wait on anybody or anything seize the day seize the moment and do what you have to do don't allow fear to cripple you because a whole year can pass you by and you'll be in the same position you were we often regret the moments we fail to take not the moments that didn't work out in our favor you may you may feel some way about that too but it's often the things we didn't take for instance i know i hit the five minute mark about 15 seconds ago but let me just say this before we get into this week's episode there was a program in the middle of covid either last year or year before that was advertised by the government it's not a program that they put out there for the public to, you know, try out often or apply for often. And my mom always said I would be good doing a program like that, but I couldn't see it. I don't have the bandwidth and the patience. You know, everybody likes what they like. And that's something I felt I would not like. And you were getting a stipend for it. Of course, your stipend was to help with your uniform your books but you were getting paid basically to learn so that you could be qualified in this in this field and i was like no i'm not i'm not interested and then today they released another bulletin for the assistant of that position and i'm watching it and i'm saying Oh my gosh, this is even worse. Like if I had to choose, I'll be the superior position to this post, right? And then I, I messaged my friend because her family, they are qualified in that specific position. And I said, girl, you know what? Had I really just tried, you know, taken the opportunity to do it when they advertised because I knew I would have gotten through. I would have already been a year and some months into my program and the program was only three years and I won't lie I felt a bit of guilt but then she had to remind me girl you know that's not your calling that's just something you feel is better to do like a, a half a bread better than none situation because you know you, you just felt like okay look this come and you're still basically aren't in a permanent job right but it's not something I would have wanted to do and I know you never really wanted that and she had to remind me and while she is being honest and she's not lying at all I can't help but wonder if maybe I should have tried <laughs> and now I'm in a state of regret for something that literally was there and I just didn't take it because I'm like oh who needs that whatever I don't like I don't like that job I don't like the position in terms of the duties and stuff so yeah i had i had a moment of regret and 
I'm being a little salty still <laughs> about it, but you know, all in all, I, I try to be optimistic and I say, you know what, I'm going to get that job to do my future endeavors to help me be independent. So I won't need a job, right? All the things I discussed, I'm still going to do, but I'm saying all of that to say, and I'm over talking now, if there's such a thing as over talking when it comes to a podcast, <laughs> um, whatever you think you need to do, even if you're curious, just a little bit, do it because time Time is a hell of a thing. I've seen it. So wanna you want to start that course? You have the resources, even a little bit, do it. The Christians preach. Sometimes it's not by faith. Or sometimes it is by faith and not by sight. <laughs> I can't believe I'm tying up the people's scripture. You have to walk by faith and not often by sight. Sometimes you don't even know how. But you just attempt and the universe aligns things for you. I think my whole year is a testimony of that. I would have shown gratitude in my previous episode, probably one. Boasting about the support I've had for my friends in my time of need. So, yeah, sometimes faith and alignment gets the job done. So don't waste time. Don't wander too long. Do it. And then talk about it after. Alright? So, as we're approaching the 10 minute mark. I want to talk about something that I feel is a lingering theme for the past weekend and this week. And that is to do with things that are scams. (laughs) And more specifically closure now before i get into it because my pets are unpredictable and i'm shooting this podcast in a space that isn't my usual room because there's way too much noise happening beyond my room so i'm trying the living room area and my dogs are right there so if there's a loud outburst of dogs because i i don't really like edit my podcast too too much i like the organic feel of it more as i always see so if you hear a little dog in between the music know that i'm in a new space all right so yes about that closure deities i made a post about six years ago and i shared it as a history or a memory post right on facebook you all know facebook is my haven Um, and of late TikTok and I said basically and I'm paraphrasing that closure is just an excuse we have to reopen doors for toxic people and knowing me I would have thought of a specific scenario at the time but even though I can't remember what the scenario was exactly It's amazing how it still applies. (laughs) It still applies. It applies to my life. It applies to the lives of my friends. And I couldn't help but explore the topic. I even made a little clip on TikTok and I posted it on my Facebook about closure. And by the responses, I can see that a lot of people relate 
a lot of people agree and it was really that nailing coffin moment for a lot of people and I want to talk about it a little bit now this episode may not be one of the longest episodes and I always say that and then <laughs> we make the hour or however long but you know that my podcasts are usually 30 minutes minimum 30 minutes minimum to an hour so let's chat so closure is something I think pop culture has pushed a lot at least for me because in movies I'm, I'm a forever rom-com kind of girl I like rom-com I like because I love love you know I love love and I love humor and you know I'm a Pisces so we're about fantasy I love fantasy movies as well but there has to be that element of love I'm not a lifetime person I can't take too much drama and tragedy um everything I absorb I'm trying to be very I've always been very intentional so not too much sap that's why I like the rom-com because there's enough sap and enough humor you know I love a good laugh but I also don't want to see things that could have my mind going and to feel emotions I don't think are necessary to feel and those type of things right so rom-coms were definitely or teen drama shows were definitely my thing and in those shows you often see like there's a there's a specific format there's boy meets girl because i'm speaking from a cishet context and we know the 90s had mostly cishet relationships there were hardly any queer love happening so boy meets girl um every by chance everything is okay problem happens then the climax happens or is the problem the climax either way there's a climax of the show and the boy or the girl has to prove to either either or you know of their love for the person and they either work out immediately or work out later on but there has to be that let's meet up again for closure sake and then it works out right we hardly ever see those sappy romance movies or rom-com movies having a a situation where they don't find their way back then it would be a tragedy it wouldn't be a rom-com or it wouldn't be a romance right so i think and even in songs there's that as well you know where you have to meet for closure the music video show they meet up for closure they have sex these kind of things and I'm speaking from a romantic aspect, but it, it goes for friendships as well, right? But in the context of romance, romantic love between a man and a woman who you've dealt with, these movies and these songs and these music videos that are in pop culture that we watch and we, we absorb daily or however often, it pushes the narrative that closure is important. Now, I've only been in therapy for under three years. So, 
And I always say I'm not no licensed therapist. So maybe a licensed therapist could tell me if I'm wrong for thinking the way I think. But the notion of closure, or at least in the context that we use it, it's not necessary. It's not necessary, and I call it bullshit. Because, honestly, for me, not even trying to include anybody else, when I said I needed closure, honestly, it wasn't closure. It was me looking for that reason to have that person stay in my life. Because I was so addicted to whatever it was, be it the toxicity or be it... Yes, I, I almost stammered there. So be it the toxicity, be it the good times, be it the in-between. I'm not even sure what it is exactly. But I'm grown enough to say I have either detachment or attachment issues, meaning that I can't let go of things. Even if it's bad for me, I can't let go of things. And it has a lot to do with my childhood. It has a lot to do with abandonment issues where I feel like nothing I love lasts or people don't really stay. We could tie that to daddy issues. <laughs> so, and then of course, being introduced to death at a very pivotal time in my life. You know, I lost one of my best friends at a young age. I lost my father figure, all these different things. So, and I'm, and I'm an only child, right? I'm an only child. So there's that constant aloneness and feeling as though nobody, nobody really sticks around. And if people are genuine with me, it's too good to be true. So even when it's obvious they aren't genuine, it's like, okay, I need them. I need them in my life still because I would have poured my everything. And it's not healthy. It's not a healthy attachment style at all. I mean, I don't love bum, but I'm often love bummed. <laughs> and because I lack that within me, I try to hold space for people. Well, used to, because that's not the way I operate anymore with not even so much romance, but in terms of just having people in my life, period. Like, meet people online. Yes, we kiki online, but that doesn't mean we're going to be real life friends. And yeah, so when I said, oh my gosh, I needed closure. In terms of friendship, one young lady comes to mind. We fed up fallout. And I don't even mean like, teenage drama i ain't talking to you today i'll talk to you tomorrow i mean like we were grown adults in our mid-20s falling out why we fall out i used to take accountability until i realized that there was nothing i needed to take accountability for this person was just shitty this person was just not right obsessed with me almost and not a genuine friend and when I, I, you know, I sat for days and I pondered months even about the person, I realized it's because they didn't love themselves. And I'm not trying to seem superior or to be happy that I know intimate details about the person. But it was evident to me that 
it's not that even she didn't want to be a good friend. She just couldn't because of what she lacked. And when I realized that, I didn't even give an explanation. Um, I don't believe in ghosting, but I think I tried the communication approach. So to me, I understand ghosting if you've tried time and time again to be heard and the person didn't change so you just stop that's different than just not letting the person know and then it disappear without you know and um so but i think that'll be a good topic for an episode anyway but yeah so she wasn't capable of giving that genuine love to herself so she couldn't she couldn't really pour that into me and i think that's what rupaul meant if you can't love yourself how you could love anybody else right or expect that genuine love from anybody else because you're not giving it it's not saying you're not worthy of the love it's just that you are incapable of giving that love and then you fake you fake give that love to have people around you but you destroy them so i didn't need any more closure there really wasn't any closure needed at all because quite frankly I should have known better, but I was not in a space to accept that she was not good for me. And it, it was a hard pill to swallow. I think she was the first female friend, apart from my friend who passed away. So I cried for a totally different reason for that friend. But in terms of a living friend where I had to end a friendship, she was the only friend I cried for. Like, it hurt my heart, like, if I broke up with a boyfriend. And, you know, this year I saw she liked one of my pictures on Instagram. And I was like, I, it doesn't matter. Like, I didn't even feel moved to message because normally... That's something I would do. She likes something, so I'll appear in her inbox. And before you know it, we're catching up. But no, you know what you did, whether you want to admit it or not. And I know what you did. And I've accepted you aren't who you said you were. And I understand why. So I don't even have any hate for you. It's just I have nothing to give. I, I, I can't give anything. I'm numb to it numb or either accepted what happened or both like there's no malice i'm not wishing death i'm not hating on you i'm not rolling my eyes even speaking about you now there's no venom but it was one of those situations outside of romance where i was able to say closure isn't needed closure is a myth because time and time again, I've reached out for closure. She's reached out for closure because it goes the other way too. Maybe you're not the one seeking the closure, but they are seeking yours. So they kind of really are back in with that. And before you know it, you're back where you were. That's not needed. Closure to me would imply that you're in in the dark about something right you're not aware of something and that 
the details are needed. And that's crap, quite frankly. Because to me, I always speak about actions and words being in unison. Don't look at words more than actions. Don't look at actions more than words. I know we say actions speak louder than words. I think it's both. Because you can't say you love me, but you treat me bad. And you can't quote unquote, quote, treat me good. Give me the things physically that I need, but mentally you're abusing me. And I think that actions speak louder than words thing perpetuates that physical abuse is, is worse than mental and verbal. And that's not the case. So for me, it's not actions that speak louder than words. They both have to work together. So anyway, so yeah, closure. Closure is tricky. I get that some people think they need to know, but you don't really need to know. The whole thing is you can simplify it and start your healing because some of us stay in this state of lost. They're supposed to be like how much stages of grief, like five. I don't know. Right. I can't see. But according to psychologists, there are different stages of grief. Now, they say time heals all wounds. And. You can't really rush someone's healing process. But I think there are times when we definitely linger on one stage longer than we should. And that's the first stage, which is, don't don't quote me here, but is it acceptance or acknowledgement? Let's say it's acknowledgement. I'm no psychologist, right? Disclaimer again, I'm no psychologist. But... To me, when you are hurt, the first thing that hurts you is either A, your intuition, you always felt iffy about the situation, or B, you heard what happened, so you're distraught, right? You were totally blindsided. But when you heard what happened or when it was revealed to you, that's closure. (laughs) You being genuine with this person, most likely. You are making them happy. Then one day, someone messages you online, coming to you as a brethren, coming to you as a woman. They send screenshots. They have a conversation with you. They send videos. Even if they don't send screenshots or videos, they give you enough information where you could kind of say, okay, this is possible. You address the person. They give you a weak answer or they may come clean. You have your information. So you know what to do. It's up to you to forgive them. And forgiveness isn't necessarily taking them back. You don't need to take back somebody to forgive them. But if you entertain them and call it forgiveness, and I'm using the the air quotes here with my fingers, right? And you move on. That's that's up to you. Okay. But if you end it and then you say you need closure. <laughs> so you go back. My question is, what closure do you really need? 
would it make you better make you feel better sorry to know that to know the details of how they did it and most times when you ask them why they don't take accountability it's not like Jody and Yvette in baby boy where he was like I don't know why I just do it <laughs> most times the partner will tell you well let me not say partner but the guy will tell you or the person will tell you depending on if you are in a cishet relationship or what type of relationship queer they would always try to make you be part of the reason so they may say things like well of course let's say it's cheating right um yeah well at that point we weren't in a good space we weren't speaking so you know you weren't talking to me you had all this attitude you were always working all the time you seem to prioritize your friends they would always shift the blame on you for you to think you contributed to the hurt they gave when that is bullshit and narcissists love to do that because any person who respects you and love you they won't blame you they won't fight up they will make their grievances known what they dislike what they observe and if you don't change for them in whatever way whatever compromise you you're giving in your relationship they will just shunk up the deuces they're not going to accept and stay with you and then open the door for somebody else i don't care how normalized it is it's not what a person who loves and respects you will do even if you were the one i always say get a lick back after work on that that's the, <laughs> that's the human in me so i always believe especially if a woman has been devoted to a man that level the score and then some right but a healthy healed me a non petty me would not even want you to do that i've been guilty of that right but growth like if i ever get cheated on i'm not even trying to cheat back i'm not even trying to do that what i will do is already plot in my mind i'm leaving you and put things in motion to leave you so i could do what i need to do freely but i don't have time to do the shit i've been doing in my early 20s when i did not understand myself i did not know how to properly heal my hurt and repeat it as a, a now 30 year old woman i'm not going to do that because to me i don't even i don't even think i could be happy doing something like that now because of how much i know myself and know my worth me trying to reflect someone's actions now is a disrespect to myself because i know i'm above that and i mean that disrespectfully <laughs> i'm not trying to coddle anybody's feelings i know my growth i know my growth from 2015 to now so to go back to 2015 behavior in 2022 is an insult to my growth and my shadow work.
So back to the point about not having to get closure to move on or whatever closure is. To me, closure started from the moment you found out there was deceit. And you can say it's not easy to go. We have ties. They have feelings. Listen. Finding out and getting. Okay, that's the closure in itself. And I'm not saying when you get closure, it stops everything. But what it should do is allow you to realize your worth and assess your worth and make an honest decision you could live with and not be clouded by things that don't even matter. A lot of people in the church I used to go to would stay in marriages. I'm young as hell. I'm not even emotionally intelligent. But we already are aware of the marriages that are good and the marriages that aren't. None was great. But a lot of them lived a lie. We could tell by the way they walk, by the way they smile. Their smile don't ever meet their eyes. Their eyes are saying one thing and their smile is saying something else. They don't ever sit together. They don't act as a unit in the house where family, house of God, where where family is everything. And I can only imagine how you would live to your 60s at this point. And for half of your life, because you married in your late 20s or 30s, some even in your early 20s, you lived a lie. I can't imagine that. Why? Because you care about what other people think. 99% of the time, people don't care. They like confusion, discord. They like to get the tea. We all like a good tea. We all like to find out something about people. Right? I'm not above that. But after people know your business, what else? It's your life to live. So, that's why the closure isn't necessarily important or what you think closure is. Because half of the times you all get the closure and you still stay. The side chick come to you, you get the intel and you still stay. What's the point? And when you stay, you are not growing with this person. You're forever and repeatedly punishing them for what they did to you. Why live in that bondage? If the closure is to set you free and you had that, why are you even staying? Now, I know it's privilege on my side because I would have had years of practicing and reprogramming the way I think and I analyze and the way I feel about things and the way I channel my emotions because like I said it's not to say you're gonna have an off switch and you're gonna stop love a person but you can control the way your emotions flow you can make a conscious decision to know your worth one of my favorite movies because i've never read the book properly but i did watch the movie 
is perks of being a wallflower. One of the famous lines from that movie that I like so much, apart from in this moment, we were infinite, is we accept the love we think we deserve. And that's just it. Sometimes we are deceived. And when we find out we are hurt, but we still stay. Right? Sometimes we knew all along and we are hopeful that this person will change because we're probably married now or we have a kid. But all in all, we accept the love we think we deserve. So if we think being with somebody familiar is better than not being with them at all or being alone, you need to check yourself and ask why. Why are you so afraid to be alone? And that's where the shadow work starts. Why is a familiar misery better than the unknown? Yes, we know toxic masculinity in the patriarchy has really ruined the mindset of the men today, regardless of age, regardless of location. Right? We like to think, in, in my context... Of course, because I live here. Trini men are worse than all men in the world. But there's someone in New York, in a total different country and state, saying New York men are the worst. And then there's also a person right in New York or right in Trinidad who have a good relationship. Right? The difference might be a greater chance of meeting somebody because those countries are bigger. But people are people. Men are men. Right? And my point is there's a chance to start again. If companionship is what you seek. But you prefer stay with this person and have the same argument in different contexts year in year out and you're getting older why why are we so afraid of letting go and we also express that closure is important to let go but when we get it we still stay You need to go deep within and dissect that. Try to understand why am I so attached? What abandoned me at some point to make me feel like I need to hold on to scrums, <laughs> as we say, to crumbs? Right? To dregs, to things that aren't really wholesome. And this isn't to say in every friendship or relationship, it's going to always be rainbows and butterflies. And at the first sign of something, off you go. But I'm saying when you set healthy boundaries for yourself, you would know, okay. This is, this is a short fence. 
right? So we can get over that. But then you have the higher walls and the higher fences that it really, really rocks you to your core. So why would you want to stay in a space with somebody who violate that? Especially when most likely you would have expressed before that this is a deal breaker. You offend yourself every time someone offends you to that capacity and you get the quote-unquote closure and you still stick around. Especially when they're not even changing. They give you promises, I will do this, I will do that. But then months go by and it's the same bullshit. And that's why I like social media. Because when you think something was so unique to you, you go online and you see that it isn't that unique after all. And there are so many people who can relate. Just yesterday, I was on TikTok, which is slowly but surely becoming one of my favorite apps. And a girl did a little reel about how much time she went back to her ex. And the different ways he disrespected her and she still took him back. And the last time that he did not show up is because it's not even because she got the strength to not have him back. Is that he just gave up on her. You don't have to reach to that point. How people treat you, you would know. And the actions and the words have to match. How they think of you is how they treat you. That's what I wanted to say. So if they're acting nonchalant, guess what? They don't care. And if a TV show is selling you, it's because they really care and they're shy. Well, that's still not your business. And I'm saying TV shows because there are all these shows that try to show the different side of things. Like, okay, this is the reason why. You know, people are anxious. Okay, then you shouldn't be with me. <laughs> and it's that simple. Because I need somebody who can communicate. So that's a deal breaker. We look at we often look at things like cheating as a deal breaker. When really simple things like a person not being emotionally available or not good at communicating or communication should be a deal breaker. Why do you want a person who can't express how they feel when you are a very expressive person? What's the point in that? Why do you want to talk to a wall all the time and and use your energy to get something out of this person or from this person? It doesn't make sense. Believe me, I've tried it before. And... I'm still going back to the closure thing. Closure actually makes you take like 10 steps back in your healing. It keeps you in that loop. Because then you're going to think, okay, well, now I could do better. And like I said before, a narcissist will definitely look at closure to manipulate you and to blame you 
they're not going to take accountability or at least not genuinely. So all that does is keep you in a loop. It's like having a song on replay. That's all it's doing. Is that enough? So yes, closure is a scam and it's a myth for me. Because you don't need it to move on when it's not your fault. You can chop it down to, I know we don't like those um, pseudo quotes, the, the but, laugh, live, love, and all these things, or these fortune cookies. But sometimes it's, it's as simple as a fortune cookie. In terms of, there's nothing to overanalyze. You just have to deal with the fact presented. And the fact is, you are violated. A boundary was not met. Or respected. A vow was broken. So. The next thing is. To con- to protect my boundary. To heal and still put that boundary back in place. So that. It would not happen again. And because I know my spirit will guide me. I know when it feels off, it's possibly off. And I know somebody is listening. Well, Goddess Atoya, what if it's my trauma and I'm I'm wrongfully looking at somebody under the same light as a person before them, like Peter paid for Paul? My thing is, somehow you always know the difference. And I really would love for us deities to acknowledge the power within to trust ourselves a little more when you feel it is off it is off i'm not saying when it's too good to be true that it is because that's where paranoia comes in there's a difference when i'm saying something is too good to be true that's me being paranoid because it's saying i'm so accustomed to chaos that somebody being genuine is a red flag and that's crazy Red flags are the only red flags. And we discussed those in season one. Right? Um, so, yeah. So, you know, there are people who are in good situations. And they self-sabotage. Because they find, okay, something's, something's not, not adding up here. He's too perfect. If you're thinking the person is too perfect then it probably means you rushed because if you took your time and let things organically develop you would have had enough time to kind of sift through the bullshit and the performative actions in the honeymoon phase versus when it's too late and you're already caught up so that's where you have to take accountability if you took time to get to know somebody and i'm thinking we give we give these nignogs as i call them way too much credit they're not really all always that tricky sometimes it's just that we seek what we seek so we're not we're not oblivious to we're not um aware sorry to everything every red flag that we've in because we watching that person and that person is hyper focused because whatever little they're giving fills some void within and then in retrospect we can say oh yeah you know this is this was always so 
and you know you can count the ways that this person proved themselves long ago that they weren't worthy right um but then there are the moments when we self-sabotage everything is good but we're looking for a reason to end the relationship because our paranoia steps in and tell us yeah they're gonna they're gonna dump you you know so you start get you start searching the phone and you start doing all these things there there is no red flag there's no gut feeling that they're off but our paranoia has us believing there's something off when there really wasn't um and this has happened to me before and many friends i know and it's sad because you often wonder be it friendship or romance how many good things you ruined but then also the other side is you weren't in a position to truly accept and reciprocate so it comes like you switched places you've become that girl i don't want to call her name let's call her felicia because it's by felicia <laughs> you've become the felicia in the situation where you are allowing a person to stay and to linger knowing you are fully incapable of of being genuine and reciprocating with that person so it's best that you all part ways it's it's good that you sabotage because you don't really love yourself and you haven't settled that demon inside yet that demon of paranoia you know because paranoia is is evil in terms of your growth it's it's not conducive to growth at all it's going to keep you in a loop just like that quote-unquote closure that you're trying to seek so it's good that seasons end whether you sabotage it or not because on this journey called life there are going to be a lot of healing you need to do in order for alignment i remember there are so many shows and not just shows rather but tiktoks sorry where you know girls talk about meeting the same guy in different forms over and over again and that's a true thing you often meet the same situations time and time again because you probably haven't learned your lesson because when you learn your lesson you can spot it quick because you know patterns don't lie and you can act accordingly but if you're still gullible and you're still unhealed what do you expect and i think as much as i hate using or giving any mental gymnastics to certain scenes or quotes that can be deemed or are misogynistic in nature i think if we dissect this quote where they say women should choose better in reality men men are trash <laughs> okay let me let me not go on my feminist rant toxic men are trash toxic men are trash so it's not about choice 
the first case should be that men shouldn't be as toxic as they are. They should acknowledge their privilege and try to just be decent. Because I'll also say this, the way that we like to say there are male feminists and we praise them, I can't. Because the thing about it is, male feminists are simply regurgitating the same theories that women and non-men have been theorizing and preaching for years. And what are these things we preach? Thoughts on basic decency for us. So a man being decent to me and using my manifesto as a personality could never be a win for me. What's a win for me is society healing and women healing and women being protected and less stories on blogs and newspaper clippings about us being unalived. Less women having to talk about being emotionally abused. When I see the statistics getting less for that, then I could say yes. Okay, cool. But I'm not phased by the men who might have a podcast, the men who might have a social media platform and they just regurgitate what we've been preaching for years. That's not doing the work for me. That doesn't give you a gold star. I will give you a gold star if I see that you are able to climb out of that toxic space of patriarchy called toxic masculinity. But anyway, how did I get here? <laughs> My point is you have to know your worth and you have to admit that you are willing to accept something that is subpar because I feel as though when we stay after we get the closure and we use oh my gosh it's not that easy and this and that and you list out all the commitment and the investment and the time and the years and the dedication I think while that is true we waive that as the excuse because we don't want to admit to ourselves that what we are really saying is that we accept rotten meat, right? We accept that more than a healthy meal. I'm trying to sound deep. Okay, let me get back to that. We don't want to accept accountability a little bit. In a strange way, we're reflecting the lack of accountability they have when they hurt us after we get the closure, right? We don't want to admit that we actually encourage the disrespect. And that ties back to the quote when they say, pick better. In reality, I, my, I would wish women were in a healed place where they could pick better. I do. I'm not saying the, that, you know, Men shouldn't be held accountable and that they shouldn't have us be in such a state where we have to be careful of, of what we pick when we meet somebody and we have chemistry. In a perfect world, that would be the case. But we're not in a perfect world. We're in a world 
especially in the Western Hemisphere, where patriarchy rules and the toxic masculinity in that overshadow whatever good intentions patriarchy has. So the onus is on us to, yes, we still batten their wigs, as I say, we're still, you know, snatching their wigs and telling them, hey, do better, be better. This is what I want. We're not ever going to stop that. But what we are going to do is learn to love ourselves and to heal ourselves so that when they do act up, regardless of how far we're involved with them, we can claw our way out of that toxic hole of nignogs and use the so-called closure, which are simply the facts of the situation, right, by their actions or whatever else, and be able to say, nope, next, or nope, solitude, whatever we decide to move on with our lives. I saw a meme where they said, um, you know, apparently there are statistics now where women are refusing marriage and having kids and all these things. And it's ironic because these are the same things that, you know, men try to guilt us for or try to tell us is the, is the goal. So now we're accepting that they can't handle it. There are more men who are lonely and dying alone, exhibit I don't even want to call his name on my platform. If I ever did, that's the only time. But we know who I'm talking about. The guy who was the guru for all the (laughs) toxic men that was found in his apartment with an escort or something. And he died of bad health. But he was coming for plus size women and telling them they're expired if they're a certain weight or if they're a certain age and unmarried and without children and all these things. And I had to laugh because more and more the revolution or the revolution has started. Revolution? Yeah, revolution. Where women are choosing themselves and and really healing. And this generation here, the Gen Xers and some of the millennials, they get it. Some of the men, they are really actively trying to be better men. A lot of them perform, but they are also a good bit who... You know, I I have a couple youngsters on my feed and I'm impressed by the genuine rapport they have and the views they have on things. You can still see traces of their privilege in terms of, you know, being being a man in a patriarchal world. You could still see the little innuendos, but for the most part, they're definitely actively... rewriting the norms in society and i can't help but but admire that one name comes to mind especially and i'm so impressed because i can tell it's not just for sure he's genuine he tells his friends when they're off and he's not perpetuating the stuff of my generation dare i say it where it kind of still keeps women in a space of having no power at all or no autonomy on their bodies, their minds, nothing. Well, (laughs) our, because I'm a woman. But yes, deities, so closure. The next time you think 
you need to have closure. I want you to realize how much of a scam it is. Retrace the steps. Let's do it like those kids shows long time. Where if you lost something, you retrace your steps. If you feel you're lost or you're clueless, just go back to when you found out you were being deceived. How did you find out? Who brought the news? Is it confirmed that it's true? Is there something inside you that made you feel as though it can be true? Connect the dots. And then act accordingly. Love yourself. Because regardless of who you keep, whether you try to keep them, whether you accept their crap, we're selfish humans. And most things aren't permanent. So while you're here trying to accept what they are giving you, someday they can realize they don't want you anymore and move on. Be it in friendship, be it in relationship, any ship, be it on the job as well. You're trying to hold on to that job. And one day they can say, hey, we don't need you anymore. We're downsizing. You would have made yourself frustrated and sick and accept bad conditions for what <laughs> for, for what right and in a situation like that where's the closure all you have is the fact or the whatever they gave you and that's the thing whatever they gave you you have to treat it as fact because they can tell you anything so when they just say they're downsizing when really they wanted you out of the office to hire a cousin you would never really know. You can't email the employer <laughs> and say, hey, did you really downsize? Or there's no emotions there, just business. And that's how you have to treat your life sometimes, as just business. The emotional aspect stops where the disrespect starts. And you move on. I know for me, there are certain things I can't forgive. So I'm not even going to pretend that we can move on as a unit. That's just me. And then there are things where I could say, okay, I could see myself letting this go. I can see myself not constantly keeping this person in a state of bondage for years. Maybe that wasn't a, a harsh boundary or something that was a deal breaker. I can look past that. Okay. But the things that really, you know for a fact it would never be the same. You know for a fact that if he's in the toilet too long and he has his phone, you're wondering if he's messaging that woman. That means you haven't forgiven him for what he's done. I know we say forgive and forget is not the same. Sometimes I think it's synonymous. Because if it is you say you forgive, then you're supposed to give a fair chance for that person to redeem themselves and not to be too suspicious so for me i just say i i, I can't forgive you for that and that's just it i'm not gonna have sleepless nights about you i'm not gonna have the new person the new friendship the new man whatever you know pay for your sins but i'm definitely not going to entertain you anymore i can't because I know I'm going to punish you. I know it's going to have me stunt my growth. I might just feel like 
you know that song um a horn in first because <laughs> you can't take it in reverse i may try to have the foundation of what we have going on be toxic you might say it's a clean slate but i already know i go and get even i can't live in that space forever i can't so whenever there's a sign that you you are repeating the same thing i told you i'm vulnerable about and you deceive me i'm out i'm out <laughs> literally it's very easy for me to unfriend somebody it's very easy for me to not have to check up on pages and all of that i'm good there were times when i was a slave to that oh my gosh i have to check up i have to see no if we aren't friends anymore you violated me and i can't forgive you i feel weird about you it's an unfriend and that's just that on that because most times people know what what they're doing they just try you so depending on how much you value them yes you like i said i don't believe in just ghosting without at some point in the past you telling them hey this affects me you have good communication with them you give them a chance to change if they don't change then you can just go you don't need to write a long paragraph but if they are treating you a certain way and you've never let that be known and then you ups and leave that's shitty so yeah so love yourself go within look at the way you treat with others look at the way they treat with you and make an informed decision for yourself and that decision must always be conducive to your growth on this earthly journey. So, deities, this is Goddess Latoya saying, Closure is a scam. <laughs>